0: having my family around me during the pandemic we're all sort of in the house together, <laughs> me and my husband, and my kids. And so I enjoy being able to work among them, you know, rather than retreating to my studio where I would paint. I I'd like to be alone and it's harder to be interrupted. So that's a little bit how I got into doing more of the drawings, but I think the themes are similar though. I've been thinking maybe a little bit more about quiet places and how we perceive our, ourselves as people in in the greater landscape and moments thinking about moments and that's sort of where you know this the title comes from is like how much do we show what what do we decide to look at how much do we reveal of ourselves i can be a kind of a private person and so i think these are some of the things i'm thinking about when i'm making these drawings too
1: Welcome to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linnaway. For today's 291st episode, I'm excited to be joined by Mia Reesberg once again. You just heard her describing some recent work that's going to be in the upcoming exhibition, Quiet Contemplation, which opens at Studio Break Gallery in West Chicago on Friday, May 12th, with an opening from 5 to 8 p.m. Please make sure to mark your calendars, and of course, if you want directions and or a map, just head on over to Studio Break, look for the gallery tab, and it's got all the information right there so you can come see the work in person. Of course, you can check out Mia's website, miareesburg.com, and follow her on Instagram, at miareesburgart. This exhibition is also extremely exciting in that it coincides with our 2023 Studio Break student competition. So Mia will be selecting five undergrad and five graduate student artists to appear on an upcoming episode of Studio Break. She'll also be selecting two of those artists to be in a two-person exhibition at Studio Break Gallery here in West Chicago. If you want to find out how to apply, head on over to StudioBreak.com, look for the competition tab, and it's really easy. You submit a small fee, you send an email with your portfolio website slash Instagram, and of course, let us know a bit about yourself, who you are, and what category you're applying with, and you are done. Our deadline is May 15th, so if you want to apply, get those applications in. And of course, if you know any other students that want to show off their work or possibly exhibit at Studio Break Gallery, then tell them to apply. We really appreciate it. If you just found Studio Break for the first time, I want to encourage you to check out our archive. We've got a bunch of episodes of artists talking all about their work and you can check them all out on studiobreak.com with images of their work, links to their websites and of course you can listen right there or just click those links and subscribe to the podcast in Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts it makes a great studio companion studio Break is all over social media so be sure to like our Facebook page you can find us on Twitter at Studiobreak and of course on Instagram at studio underscore break and with those announcements out of the way let's get right into this episode with Mia Reesberg. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Studio Break. Mia Reesberg, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me again.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. You know, obviously we're going to be talking a bit about your show that's coming up next week, or I guess this week when it's coming out, Quiet Contemplation at Studio Break Gallery, May 12th, 5 to 8. So you know we're going to talk all about what's been going on and I'd also just kind of note you are our juror this year for the student competition that we do annually to invite young artists to to participate with the podcast and you know you'll be selecting some artists to be showing so super excited to have you back and excited to to see the work in person and talk about it
0: thank you yeah and I'm excited to be a juror this this year I'm looking forward to seeing the work it'll be great <laughs>
1: Yeah and again you know I know that people might want to kind of delve back into the archive we were talking and reminiscing you were back on for episode 258 of May 2021 so again if you want a more in-depth background and everything you know you can dive into that but you know maybe you could kind of just give us a, a little bit of a, a brief summary too in terms of some of your background experiences
0: I'm originally from Sweden I was born in Sweden and then In terms of my personal life, my background, we moved around a lot. Mm -hmm. So as a kid, I moved from Sweden to central France. And then I moved to Belgium outside of Brussels. And then I actually lived in the U.S. for a couple of years as a young kid, like tween. Mm -hmm. And then back to France, to another part of France, to southern France, and then to Sweden. And then I came to the U.S. to go to college, went back for a while. And then ended up staying here, so I've been here for a really long time, actually. But I I um, grew up and had my formative years in Europe, in different countries. So I'm like have a pretty non-conventional background. I studied art in college. I started out of Pratt, and then ended up graduating from Hunter College in New York City. And I also worked as a book designer for a long time before returning to a full time art practice about seven or eight years ago. That's my background. <laughs> That's my background in a nutshell. Yeah,
1: yeah. But again, that, that idea, that pursuit, like I said, it really is kind of that dream is, is finding that balance where you can be kind of focused on, on making work. And, you know, you've been making a lot of it. Are there things that you think about now that have remained consistent with the type of work that you make and the, and the type of interests that you have in, in your own You know, art practice?
0: I think when we last spoke, I had started making some drawings, but I was painting a lot. And one thing I would say is a little bit different, you know, and in the last, since the last two years that we've spoken, is that I've been making a lot of drawings. And partly I think it's circumstances, you know, the pandemic happening and, you know, the kind of lives that we were leading during the pandemic, right? We're all affected by that to some extent. And I started drawing and liking the the portability of the pencils you know the simplicity of the material just having pencil and paper like it's so immediate right when you're drawing it's just your ha- you your hand and and the material no water no solvents or anything like that and i really enjoyed like how humble humble pencil pencils are in some way mm-hmm and the decisions they force you to make because you can't really erase. It sort of like shuts down a lot of distractions for me when I'm drawing. And then, like I was saying, the portability of the material and having my family around me during the pandemic, we're all sort of in the house together, (laughs) me and my husband, my kids. And so I enjoy being able to work among them, you know, rather than retreating to my studio where I would paint I I'd like to be alone and it's harder to be interrupted. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit how I got into doing more of the drawings, but I think the themes are similar though. I've been thinking maybe a little bit more about quiet places and how we perceive ourselves as people in, in a greater landscape and moments thinking about moments. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of where, you know, this, the title comes from is like how much do we show what what do we decide to look at how much do we reveal of ourselves i can be a kind of a private person and so i think these are some of the things i'm thinking about when i'm making these drawings too
1: well and i'm curious then too has there been kind of things that you pulled from since you've been around your family more in terms of finding a way into the work
0: i i work a lot from reference photos and i've taken photos of things around me so in the house, I would take photos of my children, or maybe my children with our dog, like taking a you know a rest or a nap, or um, the way like shadows or would would pop up on the wall. Like there's a couple of pieces that are based on shadows <laughs> of sunshine, you know, shining through the windows, and then also just neighborhood walks that I take. I take photos, and I during the pandemic I would take a lot of photographs of like quiet streets. Thinking about what people were doing inside their homes, but there weren't a lot of people out. And just thinking about that, like the privacy of the home, um, the quiet streets, moments that you might have inside your home, those kind of things.
1: It's interesting too, because there's that kind of aspect where you're kind of pulling from, you know, things that you can see, but then you also abstract, you know, so like I'm thinking specifically, like, you know, you mentioned shadows, there's a piece called Elsa's shadow, which again... You could imagine just some sort of silhouette that's, you know, hitting a, hitting a wall, but you see that kind of like rich kind of violet-y kind of color that kind of just draws you in. Is it, again, just kind of responding to those kind of moments and circumstances? And
0: That particular one actually is based on a walk that I took with my daughter a long time ago. And this beautiful light was hitting and creating these interesting shadows. And then there happened to be some leaves or flowers on the ground. And then it just sort of, you know, it it looked like a like a stage kind of moment that drew me, or that attracted me, I should say.
1: Well, and again, there's there's so many of of these different kind of moments because there's ones like you're kind of describing where you can certainly get a sense of seeing something in nature, seeing something in the landscape that you're kind of curious about. But then you know, there's there's ones where you start kind of incorporating figures. I would imagine you know, some of these are the more imaginative ones or the ones kind of combining different experiences.
0: Midnight sun is these three figures that are with this big sun. And that one is something I made after coming back from our trip to Sweden last summer. So Mm -hmm. our family went there for two weeks and, you know, I'm used to, I'm used to the bright long days there in the summer because you have the midnight sun and it's literally You know, it could be very bright at 11 p.m. at night. You can still read a book. And I mean, I think maybe around two or three, it starts getting light again. So you really have a very brief night and it's never really dark. And we were staying in an apartment in Stockholm that didn't have air conditioning or fans and it was very hot. Mm -hmm. So we'd open the windows and then but then if you open the windows, then you let the light in. So the sun felt I think a little bit oppressive to my family who's who did not grow up, you know, my kids and my husband are not used to this as much as I am. And so everybody was sleeping a little poorly and the sun was like the midnight sun was beautiful, but it was also just kind of just a little overbearing at times, you know? And so mm-hmm. that's something that I thought about when I made that piece and I, and I was, we were back in the States. <laughs> well,
1: and again, it's just, it's interesting to kind of see that kind of slow kind of gradation in terms of like the sun or, or the way that it's kind of like, you know, coming out of that, you know, just kind of like a nice radial balance type thing. Sorry. That's uh, uh art <laughs> teacher in me. Right. I'm like, Oh, it's a nice example of radial balance.
0: I'm glad to hear it,
1: but you know, like everything's just kind of emanating out of there. So, so again, it's kind of interesting. There's a number of these like kind of shadow pieces that kind of abstract kind of flatly. So it's interesting to me because you can imagine this one kind of you know, being about that moment and it seems like maybe light, you know, could be something that's, I don't know. I don't know if you list it as a a material (laughs) relative to process, but, you know, light seems so important in your work.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's something I've taken photographs of for a long time, you know, but I think, I think for a while I felt that it was just too, maybe too simple to be interested in, in shadows, Mm -hmm. you know, something that who, you know, who isn't. And then I kind of, with these drawings, I kind of gave myself permission to just explore that interest anyway. I thought, you know, if that's something I've been thinking about for a long time and taking pictures of for years and years and years, why not let myself explore that, that interest? And so that's, that's what I did.
1: It's interesting because again, you'll have something that's really straightforward, but then there's, there's a piece called, uh, is it time it has a really kind of interesting, interior where you can imagine like you're maybe coming around a corner and seeing you know that kind of figurative shadow but it looks like again there's elements of uh, I believe a a pup you know uh, kind of tucked away in the composition (laughs) but it's interesting because we have that kind of like real flattening of like more like an interior space versus something that's exterior so that idea that you're kind of always scanning for these or you know looking for these moments of interaction that could generate painting ideas um, it looks like that's something that you're you're always kind of just actively you know, looking for.
0: Yeah, and that's I think part of the beauty, right? When you have your phone is you can always take pictures and kind of store your ideas away. I take a lot of notes actually, maybe more than sketches, I'll take notes about things. Like I might do a quick little sketch and then write down my thoughts around the idea. But I, I do take a lot of photos and also, and I'm also interested in like how much can you simplify something without losing the idea itself, but simplifying the forms, not getting too too bogged down by realistic representation of something or details.
1: Has kind of working with colored pencil changed that at all? Because, you know, you were alluding to before, you know, in terms of the way that you can edit maybe you know, it's maybe not as forgiving, you can't sand it out, I guess, and, you know, just rework a surface.
0: Yeah, you can't cover it. So you just sort of have to make decisions. And and then you have to live with your decisions or make your decisions work, because you can't really erase. And so it's, it's kind of freeing to, to have those restrictions, right? At least for me, because I'm sort of an excitable person. So if I have a lot of options, I want to try them all. But with the color pencils, I have to kind of be methodical and, and also make decisions about simplification and colors and, and then uh, work within those parameters that I gave myself.
1: Is is it more strategic in a way? Because I think about like the way that you might have to like layer something to, you know, if we're, jumping around a bit I mean there's a number of works that kind of incorporate landscape elements so you know I think about like working you know back to front you know allowing foliage to like overlap sky and things like that I just I start thinking about it almost as like again like a a designer in photoshop kind of with all the Mm -hmm. layers that you're going to kind of slowly kind of proceed and kind of work through but I would imagine that again could be a bit different than than just using paint.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And strategic is a good, I think it might be a good adjective. (laughs) I like that about the color pencils. I like the restrictions and working that way, but then I also like painting because it allows me to work differently. So somebody was asking me like, oh, which ones do you like better? (laughs) And I I like them both, you know, so I can't really, I can't really choose.
1: One thing that kind of carries over, I think, is that the, you know, the color is always really pretty vibrant for the most part. There's some ones that are a little bit kind of you know, maybe, dare I say murkier, mm-hmm. but you know, that could be, you know, catching like reflected light. Like there's a couple of them kind of based off of drives to the airport, for example, but you'll kind of catch the, the light reflecting off pavement or, you know, a curve yeah. or something like that. That always been something kind of in your wheelhouse in terms of just kind of, you know, heightening color, kind of being investigated or finding something that's also kind of very colorful to kind of explore?
0: I love color. So <laughs> that's always something I like exploring. I think about how can I make this interesting for me, maybe enhance some of the color to evoke what I'm seeing, but maybe, you know, key it up a little bit or make it more visually interesting and not necessarily you know, so faithfully try to reproduce exactly what I'm seeing.
1: And obviously too, like, you know, because you're kind of working with some that are really based off of maybe memory or kind of setting up situations, maybe talk a a little bit about that process. Cause you know, I think most people can kind of understand you just happen to catch something. You take a photograph of it. You're kind of using that Mm -hmm. to kind of inform it. But you know, there's, there's other pieces like
0: this one called breath two, So that one and a couple of other ones, like The Conversation, they have some similarities, right? Because they're both showing female figures with these kind of cloudy (laughs) forms coming out of their mouths. So this is another thing I've been doing, which is sometimes I'll have some imagery that comes to me and I'm not really sure where it's coming from and it's a little bit more of from imagination so like imagery will appear and mm-hmm. I'll try to make a note or a sketch of it and maybe think about what it is that it means to me as I'm drawing it or painting it and that's the case with those two like breath too is I did a smaller drawing sort of a, a comfort piece thinking about how you can put yourself into a in a more relaxed state maybe or in a place where you're escaping from something. And that, and that image came to me and then I just sort of let myself go with it and explore that image. So I did the first drawing and it was a pretty small, it was one of my smaller drawings, but nine by 12. And it was um, very soft colors and I wanted to do another piece that was a little felt more saturated in color and had, and had some mixed media too. So I used acrylic wash and then color pencil together. I wanted to also explore, you know, what would happen if I used something besides color pencil on one piece, that's where that came from. I I also wanted, I really wanted like a, a rich night sky to evoke that feeling of sleepiness or meditation. And so, so that's that one. And then similarly, the conversation was, it was also just from imagination, but then as I was making it, I realized I was thinking a lot about how uh, we as people have conversations and sometimes it can be wonderful conversations and you can really you know, connect with someone and you're bouncing ideas back and forth, or you feel like you really heard, or it's really easy to listen to the other person and other times how you're just speaking and you're completely missing that connection. You know, might you might even be talking a lot, but you're not really jiving or jelling.
1: Yeah, no. And it's interesting because I start thinking about like almost like an inner conversation or,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like an experience of that nature because kind of both of them kind of, you know, have that, that dual kind of figurative element. And as we were kind of talking about timeline wise, you know, I can't help but think everybody at this point has a lot of self-reflection going on and, you know, not only in their lives, but in their work. And I I start thinking about things like that a little bit, or like that sensation of like exhaling, you know, and having almost like this imagined self (laughs) kind of like safeguarded or outside of this world.
0: I I think that's a very good description, actually, for breath too. I think you explained it better (laughs) than I did.
1: (laughs) Well, this, I don't know, it's just interesting because you start thinking about that. And like, you know, I was, I was telling you a little bit about you know, my experiences of anxiety, you know, shopping, but to kind of hear you talking about the kind of conversations that maybe kind of go in circles or, you know, in relationship to the conversation, I start thinking about, yeah, the way that we kind of interact with people, how things kind of will wind around or maybe not even say something. But then, you know, there's also like so such similarities in that piece with the figures that I, almost, like, again, kind of think about it almost as like a self-portrait. Yeah. It's really interesting because I think that you allow you know, a lot for the viewer to kind of come up with things or, or, you know, think back to their lives or the way that they relate to these settings or these, you know, very straight settings, but then also ones where it's like, oh, you know, there's, there's an imagined space, you know, what's going on here.
0: I'm glad to hear you say that because that's my hope, you know, and I love hearing what other people see. And Mm -hmm. sometimes they really are right on point with what I was thinking when I was making the piece. And other times it's something different, but it like also really valid, right? Mm-hmm. It brings another, another aspect to the work. and makes me think about, oh, that's interesting that they're seeing that.
1: Maybe kind of jumps back to that, you know, process that you're kind of describing in terms of maybe like the written components or, you know, kind of conceptualizing some of these works through maybe a little bit of sketching, but then maybe eliciting feelings or emotions. I mean,
0: mm, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, you can imagine, um, like there's one called um, the three, which is this, you know, kind of lovely kind of like landscape setting with these, with these trees and again, kind of prominent shadows, but you can imagine how maybe that came to be as opposed to maybe one where green hiding, for example, you know, so I start yeah. wondering how a piece like that maybe comes about uh, by comparison. Cause I would imagine that, you know, more landscape kind of based work is, is very straightforward.
0: Actually, it's funny that you mentioned the three, because that one I did a bunch of, and some of them I definitely did not um, did not feel were successful. So it's funny that you actually narrowed in on that one because I, I did I did several of them. That one was driving. I think I was driving my son to school. There was frost on the golf course that I drove by to take him to school, and and it was just like this beautiful, like the colors and the light and everything. And then these little three evergreen conifers, I guess evergreens trees just stood and you know like three the number three is so like rich with you know symbolism I think and like these three figures they just stood out and so I did take a lot of I on the way back I parked my car got out took a lot of photos and was thinking about this a lot and there I wanted I wanted to experiment with different materials and see if I could get some different effects so that's where that came out of and there were several on the way that were just big messes Mm -hmm. I was working more when I did those three paintings, "Mom pleases a time and then Green Hiding. I was thinking about people showing themselves but not fully revealing themselves, and that willingness or unwillingness to fully reveal yourself, kind of the desire to be seen but not wanting to reveal too much mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking about with with those
1: That's super interesting <laughs> tie throw another weird one out there. I mean, like as as somebody that myself takes tons and tons of photographs, you know, what's that process like then in terms of like finding a a photograph that's going to kind of, you know, work for that? Or is that where like the memory kind of part comes in or your intuition where you might, you know, maybe you have a poor photograph of an experience, but it kind of brings you back to that and you can work from that. And I say that because I found myself photographing the same things multiple times at you know, different times of day. So my, you know, my library uh, for photos is just a mess because there's just you know oh, so many of yes. them. Yes, So I don't yes. know if that's something, I can imagine <laughs> somebody being very systematic and deleting stuff, but that's not me. So
0: <laughs> that's not me either, David. And my, <laughs> it's a big problem actually in my life is what do I do with the thousands of photographs that I have? I need someone to go in there and I would love to hire someone to sort them out for me. But of course, then that's not possible, right? Because you, you know, take a photo of something and someone doesn't even know why that photo is there or you take three and they look the same to someone else. I I have a hard time sometimes finding my photo source. I'm trying to be more systematic, like, you know, making folders so that I can remember Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is one that I'm, that caught my eye and and then when i look back i can see why but it's not it's not always like a great photo that draws me it it's something like you said i think it it's it could be a moment that you remember or a feeling or just something about getting ideas about a composition or something visual that is attractive
1: so as we were talking about earlier you know you've bring all this work here to west chicago you know for the opening on on may 12th you know, maybe talk a little bit about what people can expect because obviously we've got a big range of works.
0: It'll mostly be small works, a lot of drawings, with um, some paintings. There will be a lot of drawings, so color pencils on paper, sometimes with some other medium like acrylic wash.
1: Yeah. Well, and again, it's just something that I think about, too, that we haven't talked about, you know, that because the work can be pretty small in scale, you know, like there's that intimacy that you get from it. You know, I've always kind of been fascinated about stuff that you can kind of go in. and, And, you know, we've been talking a lot about experiences and moments and memories. So I really love that aspect where, you know, people can kind of you know, see, you know, a slew of these, but then also kind of hone in on one. I would imagine this could be, again, a number of people that are just staring at something, you know, one of these pieces and (laughs) kind of thinking about their own, you know, contemplative moment, if you will.
0: Yeah, thanks. I'm excited to show them. And like you said, it's a different experience looking at small work, right? You can get really up close, while with bigger works, you kind of have to back up. And I think with small work, sometimes it can be You know, there's a different kind of connection because of your proximity Mm -hmm. and the way you're looking at it. And it might just be you looking at one piece at a time. It's different when you're looking at a big piece. You might be standing next to a couple of other people looking at the same work. So I feel like there's an intimacy when you're looking at a small piece because it might just be you and the the painting or the drawing when it's small. So you're sort of creating like that little sphere, that little space, which I'm interested in. (laughs)
1: it kind of feels like then you're kind of connecting more to the person that made it. You're in their space when they made it, you know, maybe they're holding it in their lap during the pandemic. I don't know if you're working in the living room while everybody's making racket and you're just trying to zone in on a drawing. But like, I just think about somebody like in this comfortable place, you know, like we were talking about earlier, as opposed to being isolated in the studio, you're kind of like in this environment with other folks. And I could just imagine you kind of like, curled up drawing somewhere you know so there's something about that intimacy yeah. that's that's really exciting to me
0: nice yeah it's true and and that is exactly what I did actually you know I would just take a hard board and have the paper on there and, and sit on the couch and sometimes my husband and kids were watching a soccer game and I felt like it was something I could still work on with things going on around me in a different way or sit at the kitchen table or sit outside in the backyard a little more forgiving in terms of mediums than when you're painting
1: yeah absolutely and so again you can you can all come out and see it opening May 12th at Studio Break Gallery in West Chicago five to eight you know so I'm excited to kind of have people come out have some hors d'oeuvres and you know chat and you know get to ask all sorts of invasive questions uh maybe (laughs) maybe not that invasive but you know everybody everybody has something to ask artists right (laughs)
0: Yeah, we're looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and remind everybody too. So so where are the best places to kind of stay up to date with with what you're doing? I'm assuming it's kind of Instagram, but everybody's kind of all over the place. So I don't know if you're you're TikToking it up or
0: I am not TikToking <laughs> it up. I'm uh, as my kids would say, I'm very technologically late. You know, I'm a dinosaur basically. Sure. But no, Instagram is. I, I love to hang out on Instagram, so I spend a lot of time there. You know, I post pretty regularly. I put up work there and sometimes in progress shots and my stories and things like that. So that's, that's probably where you can get the latest. And sometimes I post on Facebook, but not as often. And, and then I have a website that I try to keep updated, but it's so much easier to just post on Instagram.
1: Sure. Well, and again, that's all Mia Reesberg. So, and then Mia Reesberg art on Instagram. So again, obviously be sure to follow and you know, now you've got a primer for this opening. So yeah, come on out and uh, check out some great work. In the meantime, thank you so much for, for doing this. You know, we've got a nice uh, discussion about this and, you know, can't wait to have all the, the work hung, uh, certainly after <laughs> after we figure that out next week. But I'm excited to, to have everybody yeah. come out and see the work.
0: Me too. Thanks so much, David. And I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. We've been chatting a lot, but it'll be nice to be face-to-face.
1: Thanks once again to Mia for joining me. Come check out her solo exhibition, Quiet Contemplation, that opens at Studio Break Gallery in West Chicago on Friday, May 12th from 5 to 8 p.m. If you need a map, just head on over to studiobreak.com, look for the gallery tab, and you will find it there. Once again, you can also find episode 258 that we had with Mia on May of 2021. You can check that out in the archives. And of course, be sure to check out our website, miareesburg.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at art. Another quick reminder that our 2023 Studio Break student competition is now open. So if you are a graduate or undergraduate visual artist, you should apply today. Our deadline is May 15th. Mia will be selecting five undergraduate and five graduate visual artists to appear on an upcoming episode of Studio Break. That includes a full podcast interview, a gallery of their work, links to their websites, and Mia will be selecting two artists for an upcoming two-person exhibition at Studio Break Gallery in West Chicago. If you want to find out how to apply, just head on over to StudioBreak.com, look for the Competition tab. It's really easy. You submit a small fee. You send an email off with your portfolio and website and your Instagram handle, identify which category you're applying for, and you are done. So if you know any great artists that should be applying to this, please help spread the word. Of course, if you enjoy the podcast and you've been listening for a while, please subscribe. Again, there's lots of great episodes archived on studiobreak.com. And of course, you can listen on Apple or Spotify or wherever your podcasts. Please do a solid and sign up for our newsletter when you go to studiobreak.com. It'll prompt you to do that as you're moving around. We will be giving away one of my paintings at the end of the year as a, a thank you to some lucky subscriber. So make sure that you're doing that. The newsletter is going to keep you up to date with any upcoming exhibitions, opportunities, and of course, past artists that have recently appeared on the podcast that you might have missed out on. We are indeed on social media, so be sure to like our Facebook page. You can find us on Twitter, at Studio Break, and of course on Instagram, at Studio underscore Break. I'd also note... All of the links that we've talked about today can be found right there in that link tree, so it's a really handy place to link up for the competition, for the gallery, whatever you want to check out on Studio Break. Music for today's episode is by Golden Shadow Band, which features myself, Ben Cohan, and Brett Beery. You can find a link for our EP Lawn Dreams right there in that link tree on StudioBreak.com, so check that out if you'd like. And be sure to follow us at Golden Shadow Band on Instagram. If you'd like to see some of Ben's paintings, that's at M Studio on Instagram. And of course, you can find Brett Beery at Brett Beery on Instagram. You can find a link there to Bandcamp. He's got typical stereo records and a number of artists that he's produced, as well as music that he's produced himself. So please give him a follow. If you want to see some of my work, you don't have to go too far, as it's all built into the same website. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at David Linaway. And of course, it's always great hearing from listeners. So if you enjoyed today's episode or just want to say hello, give a shout out. It's always great hearing from you. And there we go. We just wrapped another episode of Studio Break. Hope that you enjoyed today's podcast with Mia. And of course, hope that you enjoy listening while you're working away in the studio. Hope everything is going awesome in there. We'll talk to you real soon.